Good evening, boys out of college. Good evening, United States of America. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening to whoever is listening. We are here tonight filming episode. I don't even know which episode this is. And we've gotten off to quite the shaky start here. We have me drinking a hot tea sponsored by Throat Coat and Amish Honey. And we have Trent drinking a beer out of a plastic bag. (laughs) And we have the Pistons losing by 25 on NBA League Pass. But not only that, we also have a very special guest with us today. We would like to introduce our beloved, our very own, Rick Dalton. Rob, say what's up to the people. What's going on, fellas? Been listening to the pod every week. Been trying to get on for a while. We tried to make it happen a couple times. Scheduling, whatever, didn't work out. But we're here. We're ready to go. And let's get into it. Yeah, Rob wanted to come on. He reached out like two weeks ago and was like, Give me on, and then we couldn't. And then he reached out last week. He was like, "Give me on," and it, it was just a scheduling comp. Rob's a busy guy. Rob's, I, I y'all saw the Spotify Wrapped. I'm assuming it's been a big year for Rob. Rob's been very busy. Victoria. We we had we had trouble getting in touch with his agent for this. The PR <laughs> might be a little. I don't know if this episode is going to get published. We might be wasting our time here, but yeah, we got we're him. Getting, we got yeah. him. We're getting flat. My sure. people, my people will talk to your people. Rob, Rob, I actually kind of wanted to ask because I I was curious kind of, you know, like why the scheduling wasn't lined up. Are you and like, again, like I haven't really gotten time to catch up. I saw you guys all last week, but I didn't really get time to catch up with all you. Are you a teacher right now? Yeah, so I'm student teaching at West uh, Elementary in Granville, which is crazy. (laughs) Out of town. And then what what subject? It's third grade. It's third third grade. I'm mostly doing math with the kids right now, but I actually have to switch to a different school um, when the, when this semester ends. So starting uh, like early January, I'm going to be at Godwin Heights for my. Whoa. They call it they call it your uh, <laughs> they call it your urban slash inner city placement. Yeah. Just kind of suspect that they just are so like they're just like all right. It's urban. It's like what is that even? Okay. <laughs> well, it might be a Title One school. I'm assuming. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, maybe they should have said that instead of urban, but to each their own. But no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good change of pace. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and are you liking it? Yeah, dude, I love it. I'm going to miss my class, honestly. Trent, did I just hear shout out Lamar? Yeah, of course. What, what else do you think I said? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is a crazy name drop. Shout out to uh, <laughs> the Lang twins. Didn't their mom, like do something oh, dude. wasn't yeah, she, bro. She was like oh. royal yeah yeah Rob, there's Rob. there's there's two elementary schools in godwin oh, they only have two and mrs lang is the principal of one of them and she still is and my mentor teacher at godwin is like best friend with miss lang but she's oh. not the principal at the school that i'm at but dude i have it. to i have to share this with you guys real quick because i meant to actually text you guys this uh like the fantasy football chat last week when i was at the lions game in ford field Cam and Connor Lang sit, they have season tickets and they're like four rows in front of me and Brock. So like, I, I just see them randomly and I'm like, what? And I like go down and talk to them and I I can tell them apart. You know, like we grew up with them. Like I can easily tell them apart. So I'm like talking to them, catching up. Everything's great. This is, this is not this game, by the way, this is not Thanksgiving. This is like home opener against the Seahawks. And I was just like, 
you guys have season tickets and you like sit here and they're like, yeah, we live in Detroit. They live in Detroit now. They live together in like an apartment in the Motor City. So they're representing. I also, this is so useless, but completely randomly ran into Noah Elders on the concourse at Ford Field too. That was great. He was looking for a turkey hat to buy. He wanted to buy a turkey hat to <laughs> He's wear. He's there often. I always see on his Snapchat story. He is. But, of course, I'm going to run into Noah Elders at the most jam-packed Lions game of the year. Yeah. Like a half hour before kickoff. It was great. But, anyways, how do we get on this? We were talking about Robbie and a teacher. Rob, we were talking about Robbie and teaching, but, you know, we're, we, we like to start these podcasts all over the place. And, you know, Trent, I also – when you were talking about that, it just reminded me, we got to give credit where credit is due. That was one of the best Facebook posts I think I've ever seen in my life with you in standing in front of the podium. I don't know if anybody's seen that. That was incredible. <laughs> I just thought that, it was funny. That Those was stats are true, by the way. Those stats are 100% true. We don't fit. If we are not objective, Ethan, we are nothing. Also, are nothing. if we're not accurate, we are nothing. Yeah, th- I, seriously, they're 0-3 when I'm in the state of Michigan. Do I have that? Is that true? They only have three losses. I've been at two of them. What the fuck? What are we doing here? If you don't have Facebook, get on Facebook and look at Trent's account because that was, was damn near hilarious. Too, I think. Oh, it was an Instagram post? Dude, my Instagram post to Facebook, vice versa. I feel like we're officially getting old because I can't figure out how to shut that off. It just might. <laughs> like, I, I went to like I, I went to post for my dad's birthday a couple weeks ago. I was like, happy birthday, dad, on Facebook. And it posted to my Instagram. I'm like, this is just not the stuff that you post yeah, on Instagram. I had to take that down. I archived that baby. But (laughs) anyways, in the spirit of having Rob here, I want to open things up, Rob, because you have been subject of a lot of, uh, I don't want to call it slander because it's not like, it's not like, you know, we we all love you and everything, but I mean, up until recently, you hadn't had a win and it was looking pretty dreary. I want to wind the clock. His authority has been questioned. A little bit, but... I think it was Mitchell came on and told us. He was like, guys, Rob cares. Rob tries. He thinks it's one of the best teams he's had. And, Rob, you've been wheeling and dealing. And, unfortunately, at certain times, it's kind of looked like the target practice has been taken in the dark, and you're completely missing the target. So I just want to give you the floor to sort of explain your managerial style and where you're going with uh, things this season and why your squad is 2-10. and my squadron is 2 and 10 for a lot of reasons. So, I want to start it out by talking about last season. Was equally as bad last season. Beat out Gavin. I think there was some drama maybe in the last week or two. Something happened. Gavin lost. I didn't. Nobody remembers second to last place, right? Well, I do. It was me. So, <laughs> and I didn't make like any trades at all last year. I was like, we got the guys. We're going to ride out with these guys. This is what we're doing. But this year I was like, you know, we're going to be a little more active. If you look at the moves and you look at the at the trades on the app, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think there's anybody that has more moves than I do. Oh, I yeah. If you I'm haven't looked, look, take a look, look, people. Take a look. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. So, and I, and I think that's to my own fault. I think I overcompensated a little bit for how little uh, moves I made last year. And I was like, we're going to, you know, next guy up. Who wants to play? We're going to switch it up. We're going to make trades. We're going to try to tough out some wins. And I absolutely screwed myself on a number of occasions, like so <laughs> this year, like trading Jalen Waddle. And I'm like, dude, he's been horrible all season. J- 
just scores like 20 points almost immediately. Like I was just like, oh, okay, that's cool. Just made some tough trades. You guys were doing it. I think it was the last podcast you were talking about. You guys were just literally reading my roster at the start of the year. And I, was <laughs> I was listening to it in my car on my way home from work. And I was just like, oh, my God, is that my team? And I was like, what happened? And I was like, that team would be easily at least a top three seed in the playoffs right now. So oh, easy. Yeah, it, it, it crumbled pretty quick. I, I made a lot of bad moves. Had a lot of people on my bench when they should have been in the starting lineup. Just pretty much everything that could go wrong has gone wrong this year. Rob, I can kind of relate a little bit because I think we kind of have similar managerial styles. I'm also the next man up manager. I'm also the next man up kind of guy. And I've talked about that numerous times. And it's almost like a segment like on this podcast, just like, some guy that's had some sort of tenure on my team, as soon as I get rid of them, it's like all of a sudden they're like scoring 25 points and they're like the featured back of the Dallas Cowboys. And it's like, what are, what are we doing here? And like, it's, it's, it's even with the free agents. I'll have a free agent on my team that like I'll keep on the bench and they'll score one to two points every single week. And then as soon as I drop them, it's like they score 15 and they're the number one waiver wire the next week. And I'm like, what? I don't. I don't even get it. Like they, my team, if you look at the feeling, he has like four of my players in his starting lineup that I drafted. And I Dude. like, of course, they all are now like locked in. Remember when everyone said Najee was ass and he was done? Now this guy just found a resurgence and is like <laughs> making his way to be a top 10 running back in the NFL, probably because I traded him. Probably. I mean, I can't confirm or deny it, but I can say that the number, the analytics line up. I have a jarring stat for you guys. I love it. So you talk, you, you talk about how your managerial style styles are very similar. You guys are tied for the league lead with, you know, how many moves y'all have both made? You're tied. I think I'm going to guess. Can I guess? Yeah. I know it's high 30s. I'm going to say 37. 37 on the money, Rob. So you and Ethan have both made 37 moves. I, I I'm gonna include I'm gonna include Gavin in this, who's made 36 moves. If you add up the rest of the league and take the average of the other 14 guys, the average moves made is 14 and a half, and y'all have made 37 apiece. That's including Gavin, who who's made 36. So you guys <laughs> Have your your Z score is off the charts right now. Z score. Some would say that we are are statistically significant. You are statistic. You you are very statistically significant. But Rob, let's go to another touchy subject, another hot button issue, hot show. Um, today as we record here on a day. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was reported he is his 21 practice day window, whatever the fuck that means, is starting today. And I was very vocal about Rob, you gotta drop him. That's why you're losing games and all this, all this stuff. I want to give you the floor. I'll put my bulletproof vest on. You can you, you have every right to rip me to shreds because you dropped him and he now it looks like he's coming back. So I kind of always knew I was gonna drop him at some point. Just because it was such a talk in the chat and it was such a talk on the pod, I was like, I got to just drop him at, at some point. And then a part of me was like, just keep him the whole year. It'll be funny. But I thought it was kind of played out. But 
I tried to time it up for when I was playing like a really bad team. So I, then I was going to drop him that week and then I'd get my first win and, I, and everybody would be like, oh, it's just because Aaron Rodgers isn't on the team anymore. We <laughs> still Strategy. So I was trying to do that. So I did that when I was playing Clarky, thinking I had it in the bag. And talk about a roller coaster of a of a week that was losing to Clarky last week. Just absolutely brutal. So the plan did not work. Aaron Rodgers has been dropped. I still lost. In terms of this 21 day practice, whatever, I don't need like what does that even mean? Is he supposed to be ready to go in that time? Like I I don't think he's gonna play. He might play again this year if they make the playoffs, but He's not playing again in the next two weeks, and I'm definitely not making our playoffs, so it's not going to really affect my team at all in terms of him actually making an impact and everything. But, yeah, I I, I had to get rid of him. We needed a, a new presence in the locker room, and it just wasn't working. And apparently nothing's working because I'm probably wearing the skirt. <laughs> Rob, right. two, weeks in a, two weeks in a row – or not two weeks, two years in a row where you have been – very close to the bottom. Um, there are a lot of big wigs out there that are arguing for this idea of relegation to be brought into American sports. I've heard, if, I've heard. If relegation was to be brought into the boys out of college league, you would be on the front seat to be relegated. What what do you take from this season into next year? This is way too early kind of previews sitting where you've sat in the next two years. Is there anything about your strategy that you feels like needs to change next year? My biggest strategy this year has just been going with my gut. And that is just a horrible strategy to go with. So next year is do the opposite of that. <laughs> next year, whatever I think I need to do to help my team, I'm going to do the exact fucking opposite of that. And if Rob that doesn't, gonna be, he's going to be thing one and thing two from the cat in the hat. Rob, I honestly, I honestly got to give you some credit, Rob. I really do because I feel like as a manager, you've definitely gotten better since last year. I would argue that you had a better roster last year and you found your way to the bottom. But this year, like you could just tell because you know I was somebody that often came to you, and Jalen Waddle was a guy I wanted for a very long time. And you always stayed true to it. You're like, no, no, like I'm keeping him. I'm keeping him. He's gonna, he's gonna do his thing. Why you ended up giving him away uh, is beyond me. But I, I was like, I respected it. I was like, you know what? He's, he's got the right idea in mind. He keeps this guy, and he's gonna blow up, just for the same reason I wanted him is for what he's doing now, you know. So I gotta give you some credit. Like I do feel like as a manager, you, you have a better screw in your head than you did last year for sure. Yeah, this year is definitely the first year that I was, like, going way, way harder than I had in previous years, sweating games out, sitting on the couch next to Kid Cards watching Red Zone and just being like, God. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask if you guys had Red Zone in that house. Yep, that house does have Red Zone. I don't live there anymore, but I am there, like, every single day. Where do you live? I am in my parents' house right now because I was student teaching in Granville. Obviously, parents still live in Granville. Quicker commute, and obviously, don't get paid to student teach. So, yeah, that's that's a bang job. Save some cash and live at home. But no, when when I'm down at Valley with uh, with Karch watching Red Zone, and his team obviously has gone absolutely nuclear over the last couple weeks, and my team has done just the complete opposite. 
Yeah. And we're just having <laughs> inverse reactions to what's going yeah, that's, on. That's that's a, that's a tough environment, Rob. I commend you for that. That's tough to be like always happy for your buddy. It's like, of course, it's great to be a wingman, but it's also like, okay, I want to win one every now and then. Can I score a touchdown? Can my guy find the end zone one time? Can my guy not get hurt this week? I don't know how much you've had to deal with this, Trent, but like this is like such like a niche thing about red zone. Rob, you probably relate to this, but do you ever just see Scott Hansen be like, and we're going to go to the Buccaneers game, and then you know that your guy <laughs> just got to make a shitter of a play? Yes. <laughs> You're like, yeah, we're going to pan to the Even. Dallas Cowboys. Tony Pollard's going to, oh, and it's a fumble. And you're like, no, <laughs> fuck me. Ethan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint you a picture right now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm watching Red Zone. And I'm, I'm playing Brad this week. We'll get to the recap in a little bit. He has B. John Robinson, hasn't done shit all year. And he, I hear Scott Anson go, we're going to head down to Atlanta, where that's, or maybe it was in New Orleans. I don't really remember. Not important. He's like, B. John Robinson. And it's him just running an out route, catching like a 30-yard bomb as a running back. And I'm yeah. like, oh, God. And as like, soon as they throw it, you're like, this is a touchdown. I'm like, yeah, I'm cooked. And I was, but we'll get to that later. Also, did you guys see that there was like an alarm going off in the in the building this week? Did you see that? What building? At Red Zone. Scott Hansen was like broadcasting. There's an alarm going off in the background. He's like, well, there's a first for everything. And there's like oh, a oh, no. I didn't even like, watch it this past week. The crew was like evacuating the building. Uh, it, whatever. Twitter was awesome. going. It was it was crazy. It's like the, set, <laughs> the set's like on fire, and he's just standing there like we got three hours of nonstop commercial free football. It's <laughs> like it's the witching hour here, and for real too, because this place is on fire. <laughs> he's a fo- he's a football guy. Well, we can talk about some more football guys if y'all want to, because I was not in attendance. Unfortunately, couldn't make it. Uh, flights got delayed. Made some friends on the plane. Um, but not wasn't able to make it home in time for the backyard brawl. Ethan, I'll let you take the floor for this. Yeah, you know, I, I really feel like we would be remiss to not mention what took place um, in between Canal Street and Wilson Avenue on the day after Thanksgiving. And I think it's best as if we just open this up to a full community, full communication here. Rob, I obviously want to get some of your thoughts. I got some of my thoughts. I sent I sent that little statistic or whatever it was. I was obviously bullshitting like 90% of it, really like 99% of it. The only thing I knew is that I won both games. But, Rob, let's start with this. Was there anybody in those games that really shocked you, whether, <laughs> whether for a good reason or for a bad reason? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. (laughs) My biggest shock of that Thanksgiving football game that we had was Kyle Kukla playing on a torn meniscus. He's torn both ACLs, and now he just tore a meniscus in one of his knees. Hasn't got any surgery, hasn't got any rehab on it. And I'm like, are you playing? And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to rush the quarterback, probably not going to do anything crazy. Dude was out here. Full sprints, stops, cut, accelerating, knocking passes down out of the air, throwing touchdowns, was doing everything with with one leg. And I thought that was definitely the biggest surprise was, was Kyle showing up, playing through injury, was was thoroughly impressive. I agree. Guy Trent, guy shows up in a New York Jets Brett Favre jersey. 
Oh, and, and leaves it. And leaves it, dude. Speaking, okay, Trent, this is gonna be fun. Speaking of interesting wardrobe choices, we're gonna start with the first one from the day. Name some of the oh, stop, stop, stop. Name, name some of the biggest advocates for not wearing cleats. Oh, we're going cleats. I thought we're you were starting gonna with cleats. Started with cleats, and I, okay. I'm going there in a second. Okay, we'll hold off on that. The biggest advocates for cleats were not wearing cleats. I want I want Trent to guess. Oh, okay. Spencer. Okay. <laughs> um, I think I, I mean I'm trying I'm trying to think in the in the in the chat. Um that, yeah, Spencer, I think Brad made a joke about it. I would say you definitely made a joke about it, Ethan. Other than that, I can't really recall. There was there was one person that wore cleats. And I want to know if you would think that Jack would be the one to do. Oh my it. God! Okay, yeah, I retake. <laughs> I take back everything I said. Yes, Jack with a bullet. Jack, of course, wore cleats. <laughs> this guy, this guy has been a bit one of the biggest advocates for not wearing cleats, and he's the Gavin doesn't even wear cleats, and he's the only <laughs> one. What, what are they? Some uh, what are those what? Mizuno soccer? Cleats? I was gonna say, why does Jack? Why does Jack have cleats? Well, it was <laughs> it was weird because he texted in the chat and he was like. For real, like I only got my Air Forces and my cleats in my car. I'm like, what? How are those your two shoes you have right now? You have soccer cleats and white Air Force Ones. What what's going on? Yeah, so that was the that was an interesting wardrobe choice, obviously. And then we got to get to the really wardrobe story of the day. Trent, talking about painting a picture, let me paint a picture for you. We are all ready to go, stretching out, throwing the rock around, flinging the pig skin. In walks a Nathan Willett in jeans. <laughs> in walks a jeans-worn Nathan Willett, medium wash. Okay. <laughs> Probably around 32, 34, I would say. Somewhere around there, maybe 32, 32. Nathan Willett wears jeans to the backyard football game. Shocked Ooh. or not shocked, Trent? Not shocked at all. He's a swashbuckling captain of the Dutchman. Of course he's wearing <laughs> That's awesome. But no, those were so the, those were obviously the fun pieces. It was really fun, you know, getting to play with the guys again. It was it was really fun just watching us try and avoid injury. I think that was one of the highlights of it. Like um I brought so Trent, I brought uh my girlfriend, my sister, and then my sister-in-law as like a little bit of like a a crowd they they wanted to go there they weren't doing anything else sure. so they came the first thing they said to me on the way back was we were expecting you guys to play tackle football and i was like if we would have <laughs> played tackle football i think we all would have gotten like hurt bad spencer would have been like lawrence taylor in his prime if were <laughs> dude, spencer was a dog low key spencer was ed reed out there dude spencer was ed reed he was such a he was such a tight end bro like he was just catching everything but running little out routes the whole time spencer was, was the king of like when we used to play in my backyard like 10 years ago he was the king of like you can touch it you can like hold a guy within five yards of the line of scrimmage or something like that like he would explain the rule to you as he's doing it to you and i'd be like ah, all right i can't argue with that i mean i guess we're playing by nfl rules out here it is what it is I was literally, I was, I'm so glad you said, I was literally going to bring that up. Anytime <laughs> I was and I would try to run a route, he would bear hug me and he'd be like, bro, within five yards, like anything goes. 
That's freaking awesome. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I could have been there. I'm, I'm so jealous. But you the event... it, Trent. We played a DMC versus all, a Del Mar crew. And it was uh, it was pure domination. It was honestly pure domination. Yep. And you would have been a part of that. So just know. Um, well, be- right. before, before we move on from the game, I do have to note that we did have a special guest appearance from someone that's never been in the league. The general of the Granville football wing T offense made an appearance. <laughs> First play from scrimmage, Tommy Blitchock throws a 40-yard dart touchdown. <laughs> was, all like, yeah. He just totally was not looking. He didn't look like he wanted to play. He just showed yeah. up kind of wearing like his casual attire, his athleisure, and yeah. then just slang the rock for 40 yards on the first play. And like it was just a dime. It was just a dime. Football comes naturally <laughs> to some people, I guess. This guy. Um, I had an anonymous tip, actually. Anonymous tip from a not not a fan of the game, but somebody from the game who says Gavin Petty is washed after an overrated performance. Listen, listen. In the Turkey Thanksgiving game. If that's true, that's front page of the news. That's like front page hammerhead. Petty washed. Like, and then it's a picture of him, like in his Granville. It's like a side by side. It's him in his Granville outfit, like uniform. And then it's him now. And it's like, I will say, listen, I'm a man of data. I'm a man of making data driven decisions. Out of all of the touchdowns I've I scored in that game, I would say 80% of them were on Gavin. That's that's a data. (laughs) That is a data choice right there. That, That is what happened. But uh, okay. yeah, I, got, I had some people that wanted to voice that. They're thinking Gavin Petty's done for. He had his stint at Western Michigan, but they think that uh, he should hang up the cleats once and for all. Okay. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that, that's, I'll tell you what, that's something I didn't see coming out of this weekend. I wasn't expecting to hear that Gavin's washed. But hey, maybe th- that could all be just a bunch of bullar- malarkey. What's the word? Bull jive. That could have been a bunch of bull jive. I don't know. Malarkey's I didn't see it with my own eyes. I'm supposed to go off what you guys say? Are you kidding me? Gavin, you're fine. <laughs> you're great, Gavin. Fans. You're still in your prime. You can do anything, Gavin. Anything's possible. All righty. That's, I mean, that's pretty much it for the game. Unless, Rob, you have anything else to say? I think we hit it all. Guest appearance from Tommy, Jack protesting cleats, and then showing up in soccer cleats, and then Nate wearing jeans, and Gavin maybe washed. I think we hit all the, the uh, I mean, Cole Barons was also there, man of the year. Cole Man of Bain. the Year did make an appearance. Cole he Bain. is still uh, will always be an honorary member of the league, though. I I, I still yeah. view him as a member of the league. He's quite active in the chat, and he's definitely one of the. Yeah, members. you got to tip your hat to Cole Barons for being active in the chat, even though he's not in the league, like you were saying. It takes a lot of respect to do that. So good for him. <laughs> Every yeah, once in a while, yeah. he'll like say something, or he'll like like a random message, and I'm like, yeah. hey, cool. <laughs> it feels good though. It feels good to know that he's reading. <laughs> Some yeah, people you know, just the chat on silent and like never look at it, but Cole Barron, no, never. You are this chat is what you make it. If we just want to weather away and never see each other ever again, put the chat on mute. Be my guest. Go for it. But don't mm-hmm. complain when it's blackout Wednesday and we don't see you. I'm mm-hmm. I'm subtweeting myself, basically. Even though I was there at I was there at Blackout Wednesday. I was not there for Thanksgiving Just as my time was being occupied by a certain Trenton Schneider. Oh my God, that was, you don't even want to, we, we can't even. 
We cannot <laughs> even go down that rabbit hole. Shout out to Devin. Devin ended up. Devin and I rode back with my big brother Brock, and we just debunked the whole thing. We unpacked the, the whole Those the whole the situation. The Haley and Riley also rode back with us. That was the a hell of a time. conversations are the best. It was. It was like, <laughs> listen, we. <laughs> <laughs> we, walk, we walk out of that bar and a certain member of our friend group in Margaritaville, I won't say who, says, yeah, I don't think I need to do that next year. <laughs> yeah, oh, 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 I have so many guesses. <laughs> so that's all. That's all. Whatever. I digress. Ethan, do we want to recap week, uh, week, what would it be, week 12 action before we preview week 13 with our friend Rob? Yeah, let's let's jump into the week twelve recap, the Thanksgiving week. I got my things written down here. Yeah. Start the music. Start the music. Go for it. All right, starting with yours truly, Lickety Split, putting Still in College on academic probation for their last meeting this year. In this class, Kyron Williams was the star student by scoring a league high among running backs with thirty nine points. Triple H told the story here, and I'm not talking about the WWE clown show. For still in college, it was Herbert, Higby, and Henry. The first two were a hero. Third guy was a zero. Meanwhile, for Lickety Split, Kyron Williams covered Cooper Cup's ass, and Amari Cooper dropped a touchdown, but we don't care. All right, in our next matchup here, Filipinos routes Sparty Squad by a total of 28 points. Tommy DeVito and his Italian mob say, hey, I'm walking here, as they get shoved out of playoff contention. Philly's receivers continue to produce that sweet Italian cooking. Filipinos came riding into battle like a stallion, baby! Philly's odd decision to start Justin Fields over Tua somehow pays off, but he's still got the cheetah points with Tyreek going off for 25. Turns out he didn't even need him because Sparty Squad was a lackluster across the board. Devin has now taken the quarterback hell torch with Tommy DeVito, Jake Browning, and Aiden O'Connell as his options. And in the spirit of the season, the mean one, Mr. Grinch, stank, stank, stunk. Heading over to the next division, it was a full moon last week. But the bad news is, Mitchell is an Aries, and his energy was totally not aligned. <laughs> despite, despite heroic performances by Nico Collins and Ramondre Stevenson, the deck attack was too much to handle. Shout out, Chunky Soup. One small step for man, one giant leap for Jack Kine. Pretty solid matchup here, but it was the quarterback discrepancy that really pushed Jack to the W. And while I agree with Mitchell's decision to bench Jordan Love in favor of Josh Dobbs, it's really got a sting that that was the difference. Don't look now, but the moon is shining brighter than it has since the championship banner that was hung a few short years ago. And Ethan, as you said, the Jack attack is back. In our next matchup here, Clarky Boy avoids taking over the number 16 spot and Robbie is still in the front seat for relegation. If this matchup was a March Madness game, it set the record for lowest viewership in this battle of 14 versus 16. The people want to see Rick Dalton continue to Rick roll, but the only rolling that happened this week was Clarky Boy Squad on a roll. Debo is back in full form, and Clarky fights to keep those playoff hopes alive that he promised on this podcast a couple short episodes ago. And despite the angst, 
and disgust of one obnoxious host of this podcast is the ghost of Aaron Rodgers haunting the Rick Dalton facility? Hmm. <laughs> in the next matchup in this division, run the damn ball, says Jalen Hurts, Tony Pollard, and Najee Harris. The feeling squad pushes Jalen Hurts' ass over the finish line on top of Trevolution. Trouble brewing in Tuscaloosa? If it don't feel good, then it hurts. But if the hurts ain't named Jalen, then I don't want it! What a win for the feeling. Seven guys in double figures, not to mention Keaton Mitchell, who finished with the lucky 9.9 points. The feeling is suddenly right back in the race at 5-7, and seven, and what the hell is going on with Trevolution? The royal fall from the throne room has never looked so painful, but as Jalen would tell you, it hurts so good. Speaking of the royal falling, the number one seed Detroit Rock City finally falls to the Ligers. Brad puts a halt to the D train over in the Rock City, led by a scary running back tandem of Jacobs and Robinson. The Ligers finally reign on Trent's parade. The hungry dog runs faster, and in this case, the hungry dog wasn't a dog at all. Rather, it was a hybrid, infertile, rather docile mammal as the Ligers moved to 6-6 six and six with a second win this season over Detroit Rock City. The two-headed monster of Josh Jacobs and B. John Robinson was too much for a too-proud Rock City club, but it was Gabe Davis, fresh off a donut last week for Brad, who was perhaps the biggest catalyst for victory, put up his season-high 23-and-a-half, and the Ligers continue to prowl. The Dutchmen fall to Delmar yet again. Count this as a loss for Somerset Living Community. In a quote from Nate Willett, I don't know what it is about me versus Spencer, but McCaffrey always goes off on me. Pause. <laughs> the war machine keeps turning, and it's Spink hoisting the color tie and marooning Nate on a spit of land in McCaffrey Island. CMC balls out. Business as usual for Lamar and Rashid Rice is looking like his long-lost Uncle Jerry, even though there's absolutely zero relation there. Can anyone stop Spencer? Nate's still very much alive at seven and five, but he'll need to spend he'll need to set up a smoke signal to get rescued by a passing rig. And last but not least, Bass Pro Bombers continues the siege over the northern front by dropping a barrage of C.J. Stroud and King Henry points. Chip's fever, heartbroken, now awaits two more weeks of a possible skirt-wearing skirmish. Do you hear that? Is that a solar-powered windmill? Is that a family of four flying home Delta for the holidays in the Midwest? No! It's another airstrike! When will we learn? Bass Pro Bombers are back with vengeance and have reasserted themselves in the playoff hunt with a squeaker. The best quarterback matchup of the season oddly ends with both C.J. Stroud and Josh Allen losing a tight one in real life. Unfortunately for the Chips, they lose a tight one as well. And that is your Week 12 recap. Very nice, very nice. Rob, any comments, anything we missed out there? Nah, you guys are awesome at that. It's so fun to listen to you guys do that. I love it. Oh man, it's a good time. Honestly, I like the more head ass so better to come up with them. Sometimes I feel like I say things that are too questionable, but no, the most not. elite one was Ethan talking about Philly beating the white man a couple weeks ago. Taking <laughs> 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 yeah. down the white man. Grant was um, like, "We're not getting monetized anymore." Yeah, no, we're 
We're good. You can say whatever the hell you want on here. We're not we're not running ads on this. <laughs> no free ads. I'm not pulling any punches. If you want to sponsor us, sponsor us. But we're not going to change. We don't change for corporate America. Why would we do that? Why would we do that? And you know what? Um, why would we do this? I specifically try. I feel like as we near the end of the season, I feel like we need to start talking about the playoff race. I feel like we haven't given that any time. Maybe that's going to be part of our kind of week, like look ahead to the next week. But man, a lot of teams got heartbroken this past week. One of those, I feel like I want to shed some light on being Sparty Squad. Sparty Squad is on the cusp of being in the playoffs, or at least he was. He is now ranked the fourth in the East Division. And now coming into a match where he has to play, I think he plays me this week, honestly. He's he's got guys on bye week. He's got guys that are hurt. But um some some of these guys are are getting heartbroken week um coming in these ending weeks here. And I wanted to know if you had any light you wanted to shed on the playoff race, anybody sticking out to you, anybody disappointing you. I can think of one team that's probably disappointing all of us, specifically you, if you want to shed some light on that. Listen, listen, I got a couple things to say. First of all, on the Sparty squad point, Devin's lost four in a row. It's gone yeah. under the radar, but he's lost four in a row. He was five and three. He was in firm control, and then Kirk Cousins got hurt. So I'm not necessarily blaming it all on him. A lot of that has to do with that injury because Kirk was balling this year. Also, <laughs> talking to Devin at the Bob, he has quite so he has he has quite a plethora of thoughts on the league. He said, like you <laughs> He just thinks I, I, I don't want to speak for him. You got to hear it from the horse's mouth, but it's something about quantity and quality and all this stuff. He's got some thoughts. So we got to, we got to do our best to get, why our doesn't people. he come on and share? We got to get our people in touch with his agent and try to get him on here because I'm telling you, he had, he was, he was preaching on Wednesday oh, night before Thanksgiving. I so, would love to hear that. Yet he, without sin cast the first zone what is the what's the saying there i don't know doesn't apply um the other big one is trevor has now yeah. lost four in a row mm -hmm. that's, that's a big one say. so if you're if you're reading the trends here i mean th those are the two big ones that stick out because those were two locks for like the playoffs it seemed like three weeks ago and now it ain't looking that way um and then the two that are really impressive as we get towards the finish line is number one i think spence i think spence looks like maybe the best team in the league right now Lamar Jackson hasn't really even played that well, and Spence continues to win. And then, dude, this, I don't know what happened, but Hyde Mr. Moon has quickly be. And look, I was riding that wave earlier than everyone else was, but even I didn't see this coming. Like, he's nobody he's saw that coming. Nobody. I mean, he went from averaging like 88 points a game through the first four weeks, and now he's like as bad as anybody on the planet. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, my squad, I whatever, it is what it is. I just can't beat Brad. I'm 9-3, and three, two of my losses are to Brad. It is what it is. It sucks. But I also got to play Trevor for a third time this week. That's the rubber. That'll. I'll tell you what, that's going to tell you a lot about my team. I got Pat Mahomes. I'm going up against Sam Howell for Trevor. Um, yeah. But I still I still think I'm all right. I still think I'm all right. But we'll see. We'll get there. So, Your thoughts, can, E? I, I mean, I had a lot of similar thoughts. I feel like. Trevor is one of the, if not the most disappointing team that we've seen here as of recent. And I'm going to pat myself in the back, not saying that I saw it coming or anything, but I like, I just, I think he stopped trying to make moves. If you want my honest opinion, and Robbie, you can kind of speak on this too. 
this is like a situation. This is why I have this mindset of next guy up because like my worst fear is that I don't make the move and then the guys just fizzle out and then they don't have any trading value anymore. Like that's my worst fear. And that's what I think happened with Trevolution this year is like his he was playing really well. He made a couple deals and all of a sudden like his guys start to fizzle out and now he's sitting on a four game skid and he's out of the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. So, if if alarm bells weren't ringing for the Trevolution camp, they are ringing loud and true right now. I mean, one loss, you're like, okay, got a good squad. Two losses, you're like, all right, hopefully this isn't a trend. Three losses, yikes. Four losses in a row, I mean, we got to start looking at scrapping any sort of wins together because if the season ended today, Trevolution is not in the playoffs. So he needs to start making some moves quick. I know I shouldn't be talking because my team is – absolutely atrocious but from a, a third person perspective trevor you gotta you gotta make some moves man you gotta make something happen here absolutely and i think something that's also fallen under the radar is that the trade deadline i believe is upon us i think the trade deadline has happened already if if not already, like, already? Oh my goodness. the trade deadline is november 24th and it is the 29th <laughs> there you go. Trades can no longer be made. So that like is the window. So no, you are solely relying on waiver wire pickups. Somebody who I believe is an unsung hero so far, somebody who's just faced adversity all year and has kind of put together a sneaky little season here as of late. The Bass Pro Bombers are now the ninth seed, sniffing the asshole of playoff contention. Bass Pro Bombers. <laughs> and this team was like I can, like when I think of Bass Pro Bombers I think of 13-14. They were the like 13-14 team all of year, all the whole year. They've won two games in a row. They've lost one, won two games. They're kind of like winning more than they're losing. I know that's obvious, but they'll win well, two, lose one, win three, lose one kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Of course, but I'll tell you what I think when I think Bass Pro Bombers. I think champions, because that's what they were last year. And Chris can talk about Mickey Mouse ring and bubble ring all he wants, but you know where Chris is at? 15th in the league, so I don't want to hear it. That's all I'm saying. Love you, Nort. Yeah, and if we look at the other side of things, we're, we're talking about playoff contention. Something that's made this league interesting as of recent is the last place punishment. And right now, a fellow member of this panel is sitting at the 16th seed, and he's not playing for playoffs anymore. He's playing to get out of his out of his rut, out of his low point, his valley. So, Rob, I need you to show, shed some light here. Who owns the tiebreaker between you and Chris? Has that been decided? Have, like, you, guys what's, Have you guys what's, played each other? I think that... I don't know, because I was thinking about if Clarky and I had played each other. I'm pretty sure that Chris, I think Chris did beat me. He might have beat me early, early on in the year. So if it does come down to points, I mean, he's got me He's got me there by over 100. So mm. I think that that's pretty Well, cool. the first thing it'll come down to is your head-to-head -head record. Yep, that's what I'm saying. I, if, if, if we haven't played each other, then this is riveting information, Rob. We need to know this, right? I now. know. I saw. I I looked it up the other day. I, 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 because Chris if Collins. you if you owned Chris, that means all you need to do is get one more win. So, 
if I definitely I mean, have not I definitely have not beat Chris. I have two wins and I can tell you who they were both against. I don't think Chris and I have played each other. Because I played Mitchell and I played Jack, I think three times. Oh, you beat Jack, yeah. I can't Rob, I cannot believe you had Bijan, Waddle, and Nakua on your team at one point. Pretty crazy. And Amari Cooper. And Rob, Amari Rob, Cooper. you drafted well. You really did. You I got did. an A plus. <laughs> he brings up the draft grade. I was the only one that got an A plus. Now I'm at an F minus. No, uh, Chris and I have not played each other for the record, so it will come down to points four, I believe. Correct. Well, Rob, hold on. There's still two more weeks left. <laughs> you could win out in theory. You could win out and be above him in rankings. So. If I win out, that would be awesome. I do play the most upward trending teams in the league. I play Mitchell and Jack in the final two weeks. Ouch. And you know, you know when you're looking through the matchups for the next week and you're looking at the projected points and you're like, oh, 123 to 88. Oh, he must have not updated his roster. And then you look and that's all he's got. And you're like, oh man, that's what I have <laughs> right now. That's what I'm going through right now. So if I can uh, uh, pull out a 40 point upset. That would be awesome. So there is faith. I know it doesn't sound like there is. I've already kind of accepted it. I would like to be pleasantly surprised and not take home that uh, that last place trophy. But it's looking yeah, fairly say If you were to win this week, it would be because Mitchell had a bad week. Yes, it, it would. Absolutely. Something would happen. Crazier things have happened. I'm, I mean, I'm not worried about Chris winning because I'm pretty sure he's got um, Josh Allen on by or whoever his quarterback is and Justin Jefferson on by too. No, he's got Diggs and Allen. So that yeah, one, two yeah. punch is on by right now. So he's sitting at a projected 64 points right now. So I'm not super worried about him getting a dub this week. So if I can get the job done against Mitchell right now, it's going to get very, very interesting. So um, Trent, shall we just go ahead and jump right into the week 13 matchups? Yeah. I'm thinking we can make this somewhat, brief we'll just give a reason or two for each matchup and then we'll get into it because i know the fellas want to hear the throne room doghouse and then we have some closing thoughts for rob but let's let's get into it E, you got it go for it yeah so i mean i feel like we usually start with mine that's okay we'll do it again <laughs> i am playing Devin this week and i'm a little scared to be honest because wouldn't you know it jonathan taylor is getting surgery on his thumb which will leave him out for multiple weeks now, if I if there was a saying that could align to me the most right now, it would be stop kicking him while he's down because <laughs> I just had Deshaun Watson go out. I had who else went out? Mark Andrews went out and now Jonathan Taylor is out. Three guys that I kind of banked my season on and now they're all out. So I don't really know anymore. I'm not saying Devin's team is fantastic by any means. He's got a ETN who's been balling out, but. He's got Browning in at quarterback, and that guy's a wild card. So I'm going to take me still, obviously, and I'm going to take myself in a very close game, low scoring for sure. E, I will take you as well. Won't harp on it because I agree with all the points you made, but I will say this. Will Levis is on your bench. Gardner Minshew's in your starting lineup as we start right now. Obviously, you could, could switch that up, but those guys are playing each other. That's going to be a classic one of those games where you're going to see that and you're going to be like on the edge of your seat that whole game and like hoping that you made the right decision. But yeah. it's impossible to know when you're dealing with Gardner Minshew and Will Levis. So I wish you luck, but yeah, I got I got lickety split. 
Yeah, I got to take Ethan on this one, too. I'm looking at the matchups right now. Ethan seems to be trending upward in terms of uh, Williams coming back at the running back position. Obviously went off last week, so hoping that he continues that trend. Uh, Dev's got a lot of, uh, seems like a lot of waiver guys on his team. I mean, as of right now, the projection is is within a point or two. So like you guys said, probably a low scoring matchup, but I think Ethan takes this one. All right, we'll move into the other, um, the other East matchup here, Filipinos and David. Now I would really love, like I'm a heart over money kind of person. I really want Filipinos to win, so I'm going to say Filipinos are going to win. I need David to lose because he owns the number one spot in the division. So I need a big week out of Tua and Tyreek. I can see it happening. Um, but I really wanted to focus on Dave's team because I think he's got a lot of guys that are just kind of fizzling out. I know I said that earlier, but the Chargers stink, man. They stink. And they need to get rid of Brandon Staley. I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. But uh, Justin Herbert is is not doing much while he is the head of that team, and Brandon Staley is the head of that coat or head of that team too as well. And um, yeah, Rashad White's his best player, but I don't think that's going to be enough for Tua and Tyreek. So, give me Filipinos here. Um, I am also going to take Filipinos. I think that the Tua Tyreek stack is back. It's going to be back in action, back in full force. They're playing the Washington Commanders, who stink, who are also going to be firing their coach coming up here. E so. There's that going on. I don't know, dude. Like, David's team, David's got names. Uh, but, like, you never know what you're getting from Justin Herbert. He's playing Belichick. I just – I don't know. Give me give me Philly. It's going to be a tight one, though, I think. Rob, what do you think? I'm going to have to take Philly, too. Just looking at the looking at the sheer star power. I mean, I'm seeing Tyreek. He's got Godwin, obviously. Tua can go off at any point. He's got Aaron Jones and Olave on the bench, too, and they should both be playing. Oh, true. That's I didn't look at that as well, yeah. Probably hasn't fully updated the roster yet. But, yeah, like you said, his Dave's best player, probably Rashad White, who not to mention is another player that I had traded away from my squadron. So I think that Philly's team is probably going to get the dub this week. All right, next matchup here. Let's check it out. We've got, ooh, this will be a good one. The Feeling and the Ligers. This one has a lot of playoff implications here. Both teams that are very much in the hunt. Um, it's, I mean, I would go as to say it's win out or bust for these two teams. So to, right away I'm seeing that Brad is projected to lose by 20. And um, I'm also <laughs> seeing that Josh Jacobs, Kenneth Walker, and Gabe Davis are all out. For that reason, I'll keep it short. Give me the feeling. He should, he, Gavin, this is Gavin's game to lose and put himself right back in the conversation with the Ligers. And I, I say the last week comes down to a very close call between the feeling and the Ligers. But give me the feeling to take him in this one. Yeah, I hate to just keep following your lead, Ethan. But yeah, this one seems obvious. That's not a shot at Brad. Brad just beat me. I know it's going to come across as me being salty. But no, Gavin, I mean, Jalen Hurts is on a roll fantasy-wise. Najee Harris has found the groove. Uh, A.J. Brown has found the groove. Uh, he's got a couple tight ends. He can slide in for Meyer, who's on his uh, bye. So give me Gavin. Yeah, I gave him a follow the leader here. I got to take Gavin as well. Looking at Brad's roster, he's got half the starting lineup on buys this week. And like Ethan was saying, Gavin's projected to win by 20 right now, and he still has 
at least one slot that's not even filled in on his team yet. So I got to take Gav as well. Guys, I honestly like see us all picking the same teams throughout this entire thing, which I don't think has been done before. But uh, anyways, look at this next matchup here. We got Trent versus Trevor. Trevor is another team that really needs to win out, but I just I don't see it happening much. Trevor's got, you know, like a bad case of the buys this week again, which has been the story of the previous matchups. Um, give me I mean, give me Trent. I mean, you guys, I'm I'm sure you're gonna be following suit here. Are we are we taking the well, yeah? Look, the, the only thing that could put me in trouble is right now, as as we stand right now, four of my starters are questionable. Mostert, Montgomery, Keenan Allen, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, by the way, he stinks. I'm so sick of watching Broncos games and just like waiting for him to do anything. And it's just, he's always projected. I have never seen a player projected like nine to 12 points every week and always scores like two and a half. I'm so over it, but nah. whatever. It hasn't really done me wrong yet. Um, I will say this though. I've been waiting for that spectacular Mahomes game. Mahomes has been fine this year, but he's the seventh fantasy quarterback. I took him first, and, like, he needs to break out for me, and he plays the Packers this week in primetime. So that could be double. That could be a double whammy for your boy over here, a one-two punch if Pat Mahomes just rails the Green Bay Packers. So give me, give me Rock City. Interesting matchup between you and Trent this week. I feel like a couple weeks ago this would be – have way more implications than uh, than we would think it would in the current state of the league with Trevor being 500 now. I think I'm counting six people that are questionable that are in both of your guys' starting lineups. But just based on the projections, I mean, if, if Trent wins, I think the league would be sh- – or sorry, if Trevor wins, I think the league would be shocked. So I got to go with you, Trent. I think you're going to pull it out. Solid, solid, solid. I think, yeah, I think we're all kind of hitting the nail in the coffin with that one. Next up, we got Bass Pro Bombers and the Flying Dutchman. Now, I think I'm going to go against the grain here. I I think Kyle's team is gritty. Like, like well, Trent said, they're champions. They know how to win. They know how to face adversity. Brock Purdy is very, very much a starting quarterback in this league. Could be for any team. Derrick Henry coming off his best game, I think, last week. Jeff Wilson starting to get more carries. Rob, another guy that's been on my team. And as soon as I dropped him, of course, he does well. Adam Thielen, been there, done that. George Pickens, all these guys are capable. You know, it's just going to require some tough some tough matchups out of Nate. And two of his big players here, Charbonnet and Metcalf, are playing the best defense in the league. So you say what you want. I, I, I project here Nate throws up a dud and Kyle's team has a surprise. Oh, win. my God. That's exactly what I was going to say. And now everyone's going to think we're just being a bunch of sheep and comparing notes before the game or before the pod. Come on. I got- data. We've never done that. Like, this is the first time we're ever aligning so much. I know, dude. It's uh, here, Here's my biggest reason, and I'll make this quick. The Niners are a two and a half point favorite in Philly. That's really weird. Vegas just knows something. I think Brock Purdy is going to play really well. And then other than that, I don't know. Kyle's kind of hot. So I'm going to ride the wave. Plus, I've been picking against Nate all season. It's kind of a running joke at this point. So I'll pick Kyle. Ah, This is tough, man. This is tough. I mean, looking at Kyle's team, he – I mean, he's got Derrick Henry, who obviously can go off for 30 at any given week. 
He's got Thielen, who obviously, if that's not a player who doesn't describe getting traded away and not trusting, and then obviously just going off for you, Ethan. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. that is the that's the perfect example of that. But I mean, looking at the projections, Nate is supposed to win by like thirty. As much as I want to pick Kyle, I think that he's just going to come up short. I, I see Kyle having a couple players have really good games, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. I think, I mean, I'm looking at Nate's like flex, and his flex is Pacheco, who I would start over almost anybody on my roster. So I think the star power on Nate's team is going to be too too much for the Bass Pro Bombers. I'm taking Nate. Real quick before we move on, every time I see Derrick Henry in this on this app, I just think of the times Bayless. No, this is really inside baseball. No one's going to know what I'm talking about. But Skip Bayless was debating Shannon about something like three years ago, and he's like, Shannon, Derrick Henry is a he's a moose that runs like a deer, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I heard that and I fell out of my chair. I'm like I've never heard anyone say some shit as crazy as that. He's a moose who runs like a deer, bro. What? Anyways, I, just, I had to throw that in there because Rob mentioned Derrick Henry. <laughs> That's no. the type of thing you got to write down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to use that like in, in something someday. I'm going to use that in next week's recap. I'll find a way to fit it in. There you go. Isn't, uh, isn't Shannon Sharp now with Stephen A on first take? Yeah, he's not. He's he's on for like a few segments like every morning. So what is what's Skip Bayless doing then nowadays? Skip doing the most questionable show. It's, it's still called Undisputed, but like he brings on Richard Sherman and Michael Irvin and Keyshawn John. They do like a rotating cast that oh. just debates him, like based on the topic. So it's 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 so bad, dude. It's awful. It's tanking in the ratings too. It's bad. Oh no! Yeah, I've seen clips from that, and it's like literally the most random, like washed people just pull up, and then it's just <laughs> and like, and you're like, bro, what is? Yeah, that? even <laughs> even picture picture like the NFL primetime desk from like 2007, and it's like half of them. It's like <laughs> it's like Keyshawn Johnson, Michael Irvin, Tommy Jackson. It's like all those guys. They're pulling yeah. up. They're like, "What's up, Skip? How you doing?" Like, all right, let Skip, me, let I, got me... bone, I got a bone to pick, Skip. Skip, let me tell you why Daniel Jones is the second best quarterback in this division. And it's just like, <laughs> what the hell? You're just like, why am I watching cable television still? <laughs> All right, moving into our next matchup here. This one should be pretty short. I believe Chip's Fever is going to put together <laughs> one of the worst lineups that this league has ever seen this week. He is missing Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Justin Tucker. I would be shocked if this team broke 50 points. So <laughs> I think this is a historically bad lineup that Chris is about to put together. So give me Spencer by damn near 100. Rob, this makes us look bad because Ethan gets to go first every time because, like, this – you like, if you pick Chris here, you're just an idiot. Like, like Chris can't win. He cannot win. I would bet my mortgage payments on Chris to lose this game. <laughs> Nord's caught a few strays today. I don't mean that. I don't mean that in a harsh way, Nord. I love you. I just, yeah, Ethan laid it out perfectly. Give me Spence. Yeah, I mean, you got to put the house on Spencer, and there's just no <laughs> way. There's no other way to go about this. I mean, I mean, not just because I would like Chris to lose, obviously, because he is the one at the bottom of the league with me. But uh, I mean, if Chris wins, I think the entire league would be 
absolutely shocked. So I got. I feel like we all got to say something nice about Chris. Oh, we, uh, this entire well, I mean, episode. Think about it. We always say Chris is going to lose, but we always say, "Oh, but like Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs could have a big week." But yet we still pick Chris to lose those weeks. Like now he's he's doesn't have his one fighting chance. Well, spin zone. This is the fighting chance, and he wins by like forty. We'll see. Oh, nice. Give me a break. I, I'm not picking it. I'm not picking it. I got Spence <laughs> by 40. But. All right. Next matchup here. Clarky boy and Mr. Moon. This one is like weird. Ooh, excuse me. This one is weirdly <laughs> projected. Weirdly projected to be pretty close for a 314 matchup here. Um, Trent, Rob, I'll let you guys lead. I'll 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 end so I don't get to Okay. Rob, you can go for it. This is your division, Rob. You're right. This is this is my division, and I know both these teams all too well. Played Jack a decent amount, playing him again. Looking at the projections, I know that they don't mean a lot. It's it's one of the closer games in a fairly lopsided uh, week 13 that we find ourselves in. I mean, I would like Clarky to lose just because he was talking all that smack, and he did beat me. I, <laughs> it's, just tough, man. it's just tough i think jack's gonna pull it out he's got d hop who i think shocked everybody and is actually having a pretty good year fantasy wise he's got he's got ford which has taken all the carries away from uh kareem hunt he's got kelsey who obviously can go off at any time he's got singletary who out of absolutely nowhere has just been exploding well dude, yeah that cool. that entire texans offense has come out of nowhere yeah, they're just like crazy. all like e you have tank dell tank nico collins i mean they're just going yeah around. if i'm looking at one player on jack's roster that's representing his second half of the season it's got to be singletary dude started out averaging like two points a game he scored 26 23 and 10 in his last three games so just because of that i gotta take jack Okay, so we're going to have our first fork in the road here because I'm going to pick Clarkie. This is a pick based on – look, Jack has nothing to prove. Jack has Jack has proven to basically this – I mean, he's he has asserted himself at the top. He's 8-4, and four, by a catastrophic collapse and a lot of help. He is He's going to be in the playoffs. Um, Dak playing on Thursday night. Thursday night games have just been stinkers this year. I don't know. I, I just I I like Clark, I like Jared Goff in a bounce back spot after two horrendous games for Clarkie. Um, he's actually been fine fantasy wise, but I I like him to play well in real life. And then Debo Samuel's back in the mix. He seems to be himself again. They're playing Philly. That Philly secondary can kind of get got a little bit. So give me give me Clarkie. But again, like this is kind of I. This is a hard overhead pick. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Like I want Clarky to continue his playoff promise, and I, and Jack's got nothing to prove. So give me Clarky. I mean, yeah, you guys split right down the middle. I think I'm gonna go ahead and break the tie and go with Jack. Um, and I'm making that decision solely off the fact that Clarky has one of the biggest douches in the league in his starting lineup, Deontay Johnson. So give me Mr. Moon. And I think we got to start talking about when Jack made the switch from Justin Fields to Dak Prescott, because that damn near changed the outlook of his season. That one move, I think, I don't know if he traded for him or he uh, just had him in his lineup, but once he committed to that, I think that's when he started to roll teams because Dak has been going off lately. 
So Jack, good for you. Your guys are doing the thing. You're putting it together. Give me Jack in this one to to keep hold of that division. Hey, it's the star on the helmet, E. It's the moon and the stars. That's what it is. Oh, that's nice. And then, all right, we got our last match. Kid Karch versus our very own Rick Dalton. Rob, go ahead and take the floor on this one, man. Speak a little bit about it. So, like I said earlier, I was looking at the projections, and I was like, oh, I forgot to update my roster. And then I remembered I did update my roster, and I'm projected to lose by 40 points right now. And that being said, I'm going to win by 90 points this week. I mean, it's not even going to be cool. <laughs> Kid Cars is talking all this stuff. We're buddying up, sitting on the couch next to each other, watching Red Zone. He's had my back all year, but when he least expect it, I'm going to bite, and I'm going to bite hard. This is the week I need. Clarky's losing. Chris is obviously losing, and I'm going to take Rick Dalton to take the dub over Kid Karch. And I could barely say that with a straight face. Over to you, boys. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and that's a hey, that's exactly the outlook you need to have on it, man. You you need to have the all-out confidence. I, I got to ask. Is this going to be a, a Robin Mitch watching Red Zone on the couch kind of weekend, or are you guys going to separate yourselves? Sadly, it is not. I'm going to be up north at my cabin with zero internet, like literally no reception, so I will have no idea what's going on. And I'm hoping when I drive back into town and we hit that uh, internet connection for the first time, I just get blessed with notifications of your guys scoring touchdowns. Yep. I want to see tidings of good joy and all this that good just stuff. in Tyler Algier with four touchdowns in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Robinson is gets cut. He's actually on the practice squad now. I'm not sure. Royce Freeman, two hundred rushing yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> CD <laughs> Lamb with one. CD Lamb with a fumble and then a concussion. He's out for the game. <laughs> Nico Collins has zero targets. Twenty points. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, but I, I got to take myself because if I don't take myself here, what am I doing? So. Exactly, Rob. I, and again, I think that's the perfect way to look at it. Unfortunately, I'm taking Mitchell by a long shot. And I think that's obvious. You know, I'm just keeping it a buck here. I'm not keeping it sweet, but uh, I'm taking Mitchell. I just see Mitchell's team. I, I hope Mitchell makes the playoffs because I think Mitchell is a scary first round matchup with whoever the one seed is. So, Trent, if that's you. I would be nervous if Mitchell was my first rounder. So Trent, I'll throw it to you. Speak on that a little bit. Yeah, I love Mitchell to death. He can be waving around his club and stone all day. I'll fucking mollywop him. Um, <laughs> um, like okay, so I'm I'm gonna pick Mitch, but I don't I don't think it's gonna be as big of a blowout as you think. E, I'll split hairs a little bit. Rob's got himself by ninety. Ethan has Mitch by ninety. I'll take I'll take Mitch by like less than ten. How's that? Because I do think that Jordan Love against the Kansas City Chiefs defense, that ain't looking great. Um, I don't know. I just it this feels like a weird spot. Like Rob, I actually I'm rooting for you. This has been a Rick Dalton podcast for a few weeks now. Uh, I just think Mitch will pull it out ultimately. But I don't. I don't think either quarterback's gonna have a great game. Both playing really good defenses. So that's that. All right. Well, that was it for the um the forecast we'll call it the weekly forecast the forecast into week 13 
Folks, we are entering the witching hour. If this was NFL Red Zone, this would be the witching hour of the season where playoff contenders turn into playoff contenders and losers turn to losers. So for a lot of us, it's win from here on out. And for a lot of us, it's I'm just going to sit pretty and watch how the league unfolds. You make your decisions on who's who. But it's a lot of exciting football left to be played and a lot of good NFL to watch this weekend. Unfortunately for Robbie, he will be gone, but I know that'll be fun with doing whatever you're doing up north at your cabin, Rob. So, Rob, this was absolutely um, a blessing having you on this podcast, and I want to I give you the floor to uh, say any last closing remarks. Me and Trent will kind of say our piece, but I want to give you full, full um, floor here to say whatever you want to say. So I know we still got two weeks left. Season's not done yet, but it's been a hell of a ride. We've had our ups and downs. Started out on draft night, getting that A-plus rating the next morning, just feeling so confident. Obviously, things didn't go the way I wanted it to go. It's been it's been a progression, I'll say that. The league has has evolved so much. The podcast has been awesome. I look forward to nothing more than when you send that link in the chat, Trent, and I just get to listen to – to the boys just just shoot the shit about about football and just talk about life and where we're at and just what's going on with the league. It's been so awesome and I'm I'm glad that we finally made it work with all the scheduling stuff that that I could come on and we could talk about it. So the league has evolved, I'll say that and I just can't wait to see uh see what happens next. Very well said, Rob. I will say this. I commend you for coming on here as the last place guy in the league. You have Handled every single loss and all and both your wins with class. You have been maybe the most likable manager, the most likable team in the league. You don't talk smack. You always shake hands. It's probably the it's probably the football European. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably a little bit of that. Um, but I will say, seriously, I, I commend the way you run your operation over there. You're very you, you gave an effort all season. You never waved the white flag. And it's not over yet. I mean, there's still some stuff at stake for you. But thanks for coming on in all seriousness. It's great to have all you boys on here. I wish we could have everyone on at once and just do like a mass chaos uh, city hall episode with everybody. Like the men tell all. That would be great. But um, this will do for now. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, Rob, it was it was nice to have you on. I know it's been a little long time coming here for you. Um, like Trent said, I want to reiterate, it takes, it takes a lot to be in your position in the league and to be in the public eye and put yourself in, in that situation like you are. So all my respects go to you, sir. This has always been a Rick Dalton podcast. It always will be a Rick Dalton podcast. We're always going to be your two biggest fans. And, um, yeah, we say it every week. It's a pleasure to have all of you on here every single week. It's fun catching up, seeing where you guys are at in life and, you know, this has been a journey for all of us. I mean, think about four years ago or eight years ago when we were starting high school, we were all still buddies. You know, these these kind of conversations would take place in the halls and by the lockers of Granville High School or in the back of the classroom in Mr. Richardson's class, whatever whoever you had as a teacher. <laughs> now we're meeting over FaceTime or StreamYard, shout out, and we're talking about fantasy football, but we're finding ways to stay connected. And I think that's what this podcast has always been about. It's always been about the boys. It's always been about staying connected. And it's always been about winning and losing and being together through it all. So, Rob, thank you so much for coming on. Boys, do we have any final final thoughts here? 
Uh, one pride. I need a Lions win like I need oxygen this Sunday. So go Lions. How's that? Yeah, let's get back in the W column, man. Robbie, anything from you? Go Lions, as always, every single week. Are we going to do the, the throne room in the doghouse still? Oh, shit. Do it quick. We can we can do it quick. I forgot about it, too. But um, let's go. Ethan, I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, First throne, I'm going to give it to Brad. He beat me. I'm the number one seed in this league for a reason. I only have three losses. He's handed me two of them. So, Brad, well done. I shake your hand, sir. Yep, and it's uh, for my second spot, I think it's finally about time I tip my cap to Mr. Moon. <laughs> I'm going to put Mr. Moon in there after – after lots and lots of flack from me over the over the year, but I'll give it to Mr. Moon. Uh, for my second crown, I will give it to the feeling. Gavin has fought back into this thing. He's trending oh, upward. Bad pick. He, huh? That's that a was, bad pick. I thought you were gonna say that was your pick. Damn it. Okay. No. Um. No. Gavin to be where he is at five and seven is just it, it's remarkable. It's like the feel good story of the year. Didn't he start like one and four? Yeah, he yeah. did. Either way, he's he's given himself a chance with two weeks left. So, Gav, I'm rooting for you. Good win this week. And then I'm going to go ahead and throw Kid Karch in there. Trent, I usually put you in, but I'm going to leave you out of it this week. I'm going to put Kid Karch in simply for the fact that I think he will have the guns locked and loaded for a first-round upset, whoever it may be. So, give me Kid Karch in the throne room. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I don't deserve to be in there. Look, um, I'm going to get – I'm going to – I'm going to throw Devin in the doghouse for my first bone. Four in a row, four L's in a row. Not good. Plus, you're talking all this smack on the balcony at the Bob. Like, Dev, we got to get you on the pod. Come on, bro. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had Devin on. I'd love to see that. Um, he, I'm telling you, he has he has some very philosophical views on how this league is run. That's it's what great. this need. That's what we need. We need philosophy here. We need to be challenged. <laughs> We need structure. Yeah, yeah. Give me in the second spot here, give me Trevolution. Not a fan of the Trevolution squad. I think he's a well-deserving member of the doghouse. Um, <laughs> I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here because I say we got to say something nice about Nort, but I can't because Nort lost again. He's 15th in the league. I'm not going to put Rob in here because Rob was a great citizen and stood up here and did his part. He dropped Aaron Rodgers. He's done everything to try to win. Nort, on the other hand, just keeps losing. Chris, I expect more out of you. You're my rival in this league. It was great seeing you last week. I love you, brother. Doghouse. And uh, this one might come as shocking to some people, but I am going to put myself in the fourth spot of the doghouse. Whoa. I have a lot of injuries, and it is stacking up at quite possibly the worst time of the year. So I'm going to put myself there. I'm a little bit nervous for these last two weeks. I just need one more win. I need one, and wherever that's going to come, I need it bad. So give me even, myself. Even as you're LeBron walking back to the bench in game seven against the Warriors, holding up the one. One stop. Got to get one stop. <laughs> one stop. <laughs> one stop. I'm Even the he's floor. one win. It's one win. However you get it. Exactly. And I hope it comes this week. If it's not, it's just typical Ethan fashion to sweat something out. So <laughs> I'll have to sweat out the last game. So, yeah, there is the throne room and the doghouse, boys. This has been 75 minutes of pure analytical talk and pure energy from the boys and nothing better to do on a Wednesday night and nothing better to look forward to on a Thursday morning. So 
If there is nothing else from you guys, I might as well say, gentlemen, it was a pleasure to see most of you on Thanksgiving. But we are looking forward to week 13 and the rest of this fantasy football season. We hope you all stay safe this weekend. Boys, good luck. One pride.